Can you heal from abuse? What do I do after leaving my narcissist? What does a healthy relationship look like? These concerns cross the minds of over 20 people every minute, over 28,800 people every day. And the sad fact is, we still don't talk about it enough. Healing from emotional abuse isn't a band-aid situation, but it doesn't have to take years either. The lives of millions of other survivors around the world have been impacted by their narcissist. Yours doesn't have to. To show you how to live a free, confident, and peaceful life, your host and founder of the Healing from Emotional Abuse philosophy, Marissa F. Cohen. Welcome back to Breaking Through Our Silence. Today, we're joined with Dr. Leonie Madison. She's an organizational and talent development practitioner, author of the books, The Thread, Imperfect Steps for a God-Ordained Purpose, and Besides Still Waters, 21-Day Developmental, as well as the creator of Thread's Six-Step System to help survivors free themselves from past trauma and live an abundant life. She earned a doctorate in organizational leadership from Argosy University, a master's in business administration from Georgian Court University, and a Christian Life Coach Certificate from Light University. She's the recipient of the 2018 8th Annual Pacific Coast Business Times 40 Under 40 Award, recognizing the 40 best and brightest transformational leaders on the Central Coast under the age of 40. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to chat with you. I am so excited about our conversation today as well. Thanks for having me. Of course. So let's get started. Um, Would you mind telling me a little bit about your story and what brought you to where you are today? Sure. Thank you for asking. So, I, uh, my name is Dr. Leone H. Madison, and I like to consider myself uh, an impact storyteller. I'm a trauma survivor, and I feel blessed to be able, you know, I was chosen to do this work of um, pioneering what we're calling the thread. It's a project. It's, um, it's a book. It's a devotional. It's a six-step system, all in the spirit of helping survivors. Uh, you know, to achieve intentional transformation, you know, helping survivors to rise from the trauma that they've experienced and to do some work, you know, take the steps forward to really force your life forward. I am a single mom. I have three beautiful daughters and a dog, and they're all the highlights of my of my life, and I love them dearly. I I love my my job as um, I, it's, it's part of my calling as an organizational and talent development practitioner, where I get to really help organization, you know, a lot of um, our, our organizations I work with, I help them to shift strategy, improve performance, and grow revenue. So th- I always said that's how I use my superpower <laughs> in the marketplace. And um, beyond all of that, those things, I am just one grateful girl <laughs> speaking to another survivor saying, hey, I'm grateful that I survived. Um, also speaking to a listener saying, I survived because I, after survival, I had to do some work to thrive, to thrive beyond the trauma. So that's a little bit about um, who I am and, and how I got here. Um, you know, I, I have the, the background, and we probably would talk a little bit more about my experience um, being a victim of abuse. I'm not sure if you heard my accent, but um, I was born on the beautiful island of Jamaica, the West Indies, and um, 
suffered quite a number of years of abuse um, as a child, uh, sexual abuse, spiritual abuse, emotional and physical abuse. I moved, migrated to the U.S. when I was about um, 15 years old. I am, I am also the product of parents who my dad abandoned us. Uh, my mom had to leave the island to get jobs, you know, to get work. And so we grew up, you know, being bounced around from one city to the next in Jamaica. And that's kind of where and how a lot of the abuse got started. And then when I came to the U.S., it didn't stop. I thought it would, but it didn't. I unfortunately uh, suffered abuse in the in the faith-based community, um, you know, I, I was abused by a, a faith minister, uh, sexually and spiritually. And so I have that traumatic background and I didn't allow the background to keep my back on the ground. I, I listened to quite a number of your podcasts and it was really using the power of my voice and my words to elevate myself from out of those situations. Um, it's one thing to get up, but it's another thing to create a new mindset and to adapt new behaviors to truly live this abundant life that we were created to live. So that's in a nutshell um, who you're speaking with today. <laughs> you gave a lot of really, really good information. So thank you for sharing. So your book is called Thread, a six step system to help survivors free themselves from their past trauma. What kind of if you if you wouldn't mind giving us like a little taste of maybe the six steps or, you know, what you learned while writing the book? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that question. Um, yes. So the six step system was developed as a result of, you know, my experience while I was on my healing journey. And I remember particularly in addition to to the uh, the abuses that I've gone through and suffered, endured, whatever word you want to use there, I also am a survivor of Bell's palsy and a, and a stroke. And so while I was, um, I finally had made a decision. It was like almost my awakening journey. I finally made the decision after hitting rock bottom that I was ready for change because there was a dissonance between the girl I was living or the woman that I was living versus the woman that I deeply down in my soul felt like I should become. And so I started questioning quite a number of theory, philosophy, and just life on a whole. And my big question was to God. And I wanted to know why I had gone through what I was going through. I wanted to know why he abandoned me. I wanted to know why he chose this path for me. I had a lot of questions, and I just felt like, you know, Books were great, and I would read and gain new knowledge, but I felt like God, I wanted to challenge God to give me the answers to the questions that I was asking. And so I'm on this journey, and I felt so many times while I was on this journey. Um, I was on this journey, and there were times when I was literally, my back was 
on the ground and somebody had to come pull me up because I just couldn't get up on my own. While on this journey, I was bitter. I was angry. I was lost. I, I, I didn't want, I had no courage or energy to live at one point. And I remember distinctly, I was in, um, I was on one of my, what I call excursions. And I remember I was sad and I was crying. The sun was hot and I had a radio and I turned the radio on. When I turned the radio on, there was a minister on there talking about, I distinctly remember, he said, prodigal son, come home. And I turned it off because I didn't want to hear anything religious. Then I went inside the living room and I remember turning the television on. And on came this woman. Her name is Juanita Bynum. She's a female minister. And she started the whole prodigal son come home again thing. And I know exactly the story in the Bible. And at that point, she she got my attention. And I listened. And at the time, you have to understand, I'd just gone through a physical abuse by a partner with someone I was dating. They had abused me, physically kicked me. I fell on the ground, knocked my head. There was an iron on the ground, and I burned a part of my leg. So I was in a very, very bad situation, and I was self-blaming as well. So when she said that, I knew I needed help, but I didn't trust anyone around me to help me. And I definitely didn't trust God because I was blaming him. And so when she started speaking and she said, there's a woman watching. And it, the Lord said to tell you that if you turn, if you, if you turn to him, he will turn your life around. And I hit my teeth and I turned the television on and I said, I don't believe that. I just don't believe it. And I remember I just started crying and screaming. And I got to the point where my mind felt sick and tormented. I took all of the, like, these glassware and I just smashed the house. And because I couldn't hit him because he wasn't there. And I and I took the television off of the, off of the wall and I smashed it. And I was just so angry. I felt so alone. I screamed. I cried to the point that my neighbors called the cop because they thought that something was like I was being abused. And when they came, they couldn't believe how I trashed the home. And it was at that point, I realized that I really needed help. And it was at that point that I started sharing my story. I actually got up and went and got help from a therapist. And I started sharing my story. And I started sharing what, and I, you see, I didn't know, I'd forgotten some of what I'd been through, because at this time I was in my 20s, and I'd forgotten some of what I'd been through, but they were, she was asking the right questions that triggered the memory. And I started connecting the dots of what happened to me in my past as a little girl from being molested, from being inappropriately touched, from being raped when I was in bed, I started connecting the dots and I realized that these were patterns in my life. These were things that were happening to me like every five to ten years. I would go through like a huge traumatic injury. And so I started documenting everything that I could remember. And the first thing I remember doing was when the therapist asked me, what is it that I want? Like, what do you want your life to look like? I didn't know what I wanted, 
because I was never given that option before. But I remember I went home and I started thinking like just dreaming of the best life ever. So part of my system, the first step is to think. Think of the outcome you want. Think of that outcome. That's the P. And the H is to harvest the lessons that you've learned and heal your heart. And what I know for me, the lessons that I learned on my journey, one of the biggest ones, um, one was I was a big people pleaser. In my book, I refer to myself as I was a given harlot. I would give, 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 because I thought that was what God wanted me to do. I give of myself. I give of my time. I give of my resource. I would give without being conscious of what I was doing. And I was doing that because I wanted, I needed, I was so needy for love. I was so needy for affirmation and acceptance. And step three is R for release. Release fear and break the painful pattern. And there are questions that's associated with each of these steps. And step four is enlist, enlist allies to become the person who has been locked inside. And what I love about the E step, this is where I empower women to do what you're doing, is to, to speak up. To share your story, to release, you know, get, you know, get it out. Talk about what you've been through without shaming or blaming. Just share your story. Release it from out of you. So that's the E. And step five is A for adopt. Adopt new mindsets and create new healthy patterns. You know, I see help as an equivalent to medicine. And so if you are taking the medicine, you have to allow it to work. you got to give it time to take effect. And so while it's working, something is, you know, breaking apart or falling apart, and it's okay. And this is one of the most difficult steps because it forces us to step away from those behaviors or to step away from the things that we've been told, you know, I remember listening to your podcast and you were talking about the, how, you know, the victims are always oftentimes blamed, right? They blame us by saying maybe something you were wearing, maybe something you were doing, maybe you said something to trigger a reaction from the person. So this is the step where we're saying, you're going to, you know, demolish those you know, um, those accusations, you're going to let go off of them because they're untrue and they do not serve the better and most highest version of who you're created to be. And then the last step, which is step six, the D, that is to design your joyful life. And it's almost like I'm saying to women, dream again. You get to dream of a new you. And design your joyful life with intention. Design that life that you really want. Design that life that will allow you to fulfill your mission. And take the step. Take action. Be bold enough to say, I deserve to free myself from trauma. Those memories. Design that life that says, I will rise and Go for the win. 
and be okay with that without feeling guilty, without having to justify anything to anyone, but just taking charge, taking your power back. I really feel passionately about women taking your power back out of the hands of trauma. Reclaim your life and live it and live it with intention. You are so inspirational and you can just hear the passion in your voice. I like loved listening to you. I didn't want you to stop talking. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Thank you for doing the amazing work you're doing. I think that that, I think thread, those six steps are perfect. It's literally rewriting your story. It's speaking it and it's, it's what I say. It's you have to break your silence. You have to speak your truth because if you don't speak your truth, you can't heal. You're still accepting it or you're still not accepting it rather. And you're still letting it weigh you down. And I think that it's so important that survivors always speak about it and, and break their silence because that's the only true way to heal. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Well said. I I have found healing writing the book. I have found healing just talking to you and sharing my story. The emotions I feel, it's one of joy and liberation, you know. And that's why I wrote the book. I wrote the book, you know, to create an avenue for women just like me, just like you, you know, defined by abuse. And are desperately wanting to work through the past so they could live the life that God envisioned. This book is a, it's really a reminder to survivors that they're not alone. They're not alone on their healing journey. They're not alone. And I want them to know that God can heal them to control their stories, to take control of their stories, to rewrite it. And to rewrite it with their own voice. To rewrite it out of gratitude because they survived. We're survivors. I was, you know, I was listening to one of your podcasts where you're talking about, again, the um, the whole victim shame thing. I was angry. I listened to it. I'm not angry at you, but I was just so angry knowing that so many women, they never share their story. And either they're living as victims in in the space and the world of guilt and shame, or some of them have passed on, never feeling that freedom that you and I feel today. And I want to help millions of women, even if it's just to write in and share your story with me, or we jump on my podcast and share it as I'm revamping my podcast this year. And if it's even just one chapter of that story... I want her to share it, share it without retribution, share it without the guilt and the shame, share it out of your spirit of survivorship, out of that gratitudeness, out of that liberation, knowing that you're no longer a victim. You survived the hell that life put you through. Girl, rise, (laughs) rise, share your story we can help others to do the same. I I am so in agreement with you. Everything you just said. There's so many of us. One of these campaigns I started a couple years ago with a friend was called I'm a Statistic. 
because the connotation of having of being a part of a statistic is so negative. You know, you're just a number. But if you think about it in terms of survivors, you're a statistic. You're one of a million or a hundred million. You're one of this huge number of people that can all relate to you and empower each other to speak our truth, to let that weight get lifted off our shoulders and to help us heal. So I love that. I love everything you're saying. When you started seeing your therapist, and I I also saw that you used a healing coach, what techniques or tools did they teach you that really helped you with your anger and your bitterness and also with your healing? Number one, I think um, breakthrough for me happened when I was taught to speak to the little girl when she shows up. That little girl was always um, ignored. She was always told to shut up. She was abandoned. She never felt like she mattered. So when that little girl show up um, now, I don't ignore her. When she wants to be acknowledged for how she's feeling, I stop and I pay attention. So that was a breakthrough tool for me was to recognize, acknowledge, and pay attention to the little girl and little Leonie when she shows up. And what that looked like for me, i give you an example. While on my healing journey, I was diagnosed with breast lumps. And I remember I was angry, and I'm like, why did this have to happen to me? And so when I went through the surgery, I had a lot, it left a lot of, um, you know, marks. I had the wound and, and the thing to deal with. And I wouldn't touch my breast. I felt shame. I wouldn't touch it. And I remember the second tool that I learned was to do the mirror work. And I remember standing in front of my mirror, and I didn't want to look at myself. I was looking away. And finally, I said, I'm going to face her. I'm going to face me. And I looked in the mirror at myself, and I looked at my breast, and I'm not going to ignore you. I'm not going to ignore. It's not fair. (laughs) I said, you gave my children, you breastfed my children. And now that you're not well, I'm going to ignore you. No. And I just started putting lotion all over my body. And I started lotioning myself and just thank my breast for what it has done and how far it has come with me. And I started lotioning my body. I started thanking my organs and my hands and my feet. I just started being grateful. And then I started look myself. I remember looking myself in the eyes. And I say this on my podcast to women. When I said, Leonie, I love you. I love you. I'm not going to abuse you. Because that's what a lot of us as survivors do. And we don't know that we're doing it. We end up abusing ourselves. We end up ignoring ourselves. We end up being so negative and in the book um there's a chapter in the book where I actually went through a whole exercise from what I I learned and it's actually um around page 181 in the book I remember listening to Lisa Nichols she's also a motivational speaker and while I was attending one of her conference I learned this tool too about Speaking forgiveness over yourself. And I wrote in my book that 
that after hearing Lisa Nichols speak during one of her seminars, I started speaking words of forgiveness to myself in the mirror. Every day for 21 days, I would look myself in the eye, place my hands over my heart, and with no self-judgment, learn to speak forgiveness over myself and affirm the value of my God-ordained existence. Now, here's the here's what I wrote, and you can feel free to replace your name with mine. I said, Leonie, I forgive you for forgetting who God says you are and not accepting yourself completely. Leonie, I forgive you for allowing others to corrupt your mind into thinking you weren't good enough. Leonie, I forgive you for lowering your standards and seeking love and acceptance in all the wrong places. Leonie, I forgive you for letting people take advantage of you and for letting bitterness cause you to mistake lust, lies, and loneliness for love. Leonie, I forgive you for ignoring the warning signs, for not trusting your discernment. I also honored my commitment to the woman I was becoming through positive self-talk. So that's another tool I learned. And I wrote, Leonie, I commit to valuing myself and that my yes will be a true yes. And my no will be a firm no. Leonie, I commit to pressing stop completely. On the negative self-talk. Leonie, I commit to letting go of living in torment from past failed relationships. Leonie, I commit to loving you always and will be okay with you when you're crying and when you feel sad. Leonie, I commit to lightening up and not coming down so hard on you. The next part I wrote, I celebrated with love the woman who is taking steps to write a better next chapter in her life. Leonie, I celebrate you for getting out of bed this morning. Leonie, I celebrate you for showing up and operating with excellence at work. Leonie, I celebrate you for seeking help to heal, as I celebrate you for writing and sharing your story with the world. Leonie, I celebrate your modeling self-care, self-love, and healthy boundaries. Leonie, I celebrate you for knowing, believing, and appreciating the fact that your very existence is enough. You can rise above your limitations and self-defeating thoughts to stand in the place of possibilities. In that space, there's plenty of room for pioneers of the possible, history makers, navigators of the unknown, change agents, and trailblazers. God remains the same. He's the creator of life, the author of purpose, and the remodeler of old into new. 
I love that. I think mirror work is so strong and so underrated. And your affirmations are are phenomenally written. I mean, you are so powerful. You're such a powerful speaker. And I really do enjoy listening to you. I think you should make your uh, your book an audio book so I can listen to it because <laughs> your voice just adds something to it. You know, your your passion and your your true like love towards helping survivors and through telling your story is really infectious. And I just like catch myself just kind of drifting off listening to you, <laughs> like envisioning what you're. I love it. So I just thank you very much for sharing all of that. And going back to mirror work, mirror work is so important. It's all about telling yourself how much you love yourself and forgiving yourself and looking at the parts of your body and the things that happen to you that that hurt you and learning to truly embrace them because it's all a part of you and it's all a part of your story. I love it. Thank you. Thank you very much. What advice would you give to survivors that are still either on their healing journey or or not yet on their healing journey? Mm, that's a great uh, question. <clears throat> so if, if you're a survivor of trauma and you're desperately seeking help and have been thinking about fulfillment in your life and let me say there are a lot of people out there who aren't I think the best thing the woman or the men who love us who are listening today one of the best thing you can do is listen to your soul it has a voice I mean really really stop and listen to the wisdom of your soul that's crying out for healing. And that was what caught my attention. You've got to make the decision to reclaim your life. You just, you have to. And take the determined step to make sure that you do. And that's where I remember I got stuck. I spent my childhood pretending to be someone else while I was hiding behind the pain in my past, much of my adulthood, sorry, hiding behind that childhood pain, while I was really just, you know, it's almost like cowering back into, into, into darkness. And I remember I thought I was living up to what society expected me, right, as are expected of me. And I wanted to be something other than who I really deeply felt in my soul I was created to be. And that made my soul sick. And when the soul is sick, it will vomit all over you. When the soul is sick, it shuts down. When the soul is sick, you're confused about your purpose. When the soul is sick, then the body eventually it manifests itself, you know, of that sickness. The mind manifests itself of that soul sickness. And so I remember having to just pause because I was realizing these symptoms, you know, the bitterness, the anger, the sicknesses that I was experiencing were all symptoms of a soul that was sick. And so that would be my number one advice to victims and survivors. Listen to your soul. Listen to it. Right? And because it is during those moments that your soul when you listen to your soul, it is during those moments 
that your soul will actually help you to see what you're wanting and needing to help it to get better. It is during those moments that we will see that, you know what? I need to listen and I also need to take steps to becoming better. So embrace the wisdom of your soul and turn off the noise of everything else that is unnecessary. That's great advice. One of the chapters, and I think my second book, uh, Hashtag Men Too, was You're Only As Sick As Your Secrets. And I, I love that. You really are. You're only as sick as your secrets. If you hold on to your abuse and you don't let it out and you don't heal, you're you, truly, you're killing yourself from the inside out. Is there anything else you'd like to share? You know, my book is now available um, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble's. Uh, almost everywhere books are sold. And in, in March, actually, I'll be presenting at the Best You Conference in Los Angeles. And I'm inviting folks, if you're in the L.A. region, to come on out and, and hear more about uh, my book. And, you know, the, the, the topic of the talk is Rise from Trauma to re- and Reclaim Your Life. So I'm, I'm really inviting as many women as possible to come out um, on March 20th at 5 p.m. to attend this really important intentional conversation that I'll be having with the women. And um, my website is being revamped. My podcast will begin um, in around April time frame. And so I'm also welcoming guests who want to share their story of trauma and how they've actually achieved intentional transformation. And also to, so together we can learn so we can help more women to rise, to become the women that they were created to be. So, you know, that will be my last um, little tidbit for, for our listeners is to, you know, you can follow me on Instagram, I'm Leonie H. Madison. I'm also on Facebook, Leonie H. Madison, and I'm on Twitter at Leonie Madison. I really look forward to engaging with as many women as I can this year because I am on a mission to um, to impact millions. And one of the last things I'll share with you, um, how my book kind of took another turn, too, I'm actually doing some work in the local county jail here in, in, in Santa Barbara. And so the book is actually in the jail and the women are reading the book and they have tons of questions. So I'll be starting um, a 12-week program online and also um, off-site um, to really be looking at how to achieve intentional transformation. So people can, you know, check out my website. I'll have more information in the coming days on how I'm really on this mission to reach a million women with a message of intentional transformation. Awesome. Great goals. And thank you so, so much for sharing your story and your work with us. You're such an inspirational person. And I'm so happy uh, that I got to talk to you today. Thank you very much for being here. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed our conversation this morning. Thank you so much. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, you have to check out www.marissafaycohen.com backslash private dash coaching. That's www.marissafaycohen.com backslash private dash coaching. Marissa would love to develop a made for you healing plan to heal from emotional abuse. She does all the work and you just show up. Stop feeling stuck, alone, and hurt and live a free, confident, and peaceful life. Don't forget to subscribe to the Healing from Emotional Abuse podcast and follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Marissa F. Cohen and Instagram at marissa.fay.cohen. We'd love to see you there.